This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, was salatu was salam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen, Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa bahd. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household, all his companions, may Allah bless them all and bless every single one of us. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept it such that every one of us has needs. And for these needs, we call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the opening of of the Quran, you find Surah Al-Fatiha, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it quite clear that Allah is the one who will assist. And when we seek assistance, we should seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we all know the verse, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship, O Allah. And you alone we seek help from. Or you are the one whom we ask for help. You alone. So this shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already guided us that the needs that we have kept within you are in order for you to worship us, to call out to us and to turn back to us. Had Allah wanted, He would have made each one of us so independent that we would not have needed anyone or anything. But it is such that for example, even if I were to ask you, Say for example, for a little bit of money, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and may He grant us sustenance. I need to seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then I would ask you only that which I can clearly see with my eyes that you actually have and you have the capacity to give it to me. If I do not know about it or I cannot see it with my eyes, it would be wrong for me to ask you for things that you don't own. For example, uh, good fortune. If we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, write for me or decree for me that which is good. I'm asking for goodness. I cannot come to you or you cannot come to me because we do not own decree. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who owns this. So if I'm to ask, for example, Oh Allah, uh, grant me happiness. That is correct because Allah is the owner of happiness. But I cannot come to another human being or any other creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say, Grant me happiness because the owner of happiness is solely and only Allah. But if it is something that you do have, say for example, I come to you and say, please can you assist me, uh, give me a lift into town for example. I know that Allah has given you the vehicle, Allah has given you the means. I would not be asking you that question if Allah, if I did not know that, that Allah has blessed you with the means or I know that Allah has not blessed you with the means. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and guide us. So from this we learn that ultimately it is Allah. Even if we were to ask one another for what we do have, we should know that it's only Allah who will put it in the heart and who will continue to give the person the ability to, gr- to grant what we are asking. For example, if I were to say the same example I used moments ago, please can you give me a lift to town? Whether or not you are going to give me a lift is actually in the hands of Allah. Allah can block it and stop it. As powerful as you think you may be, the vehicle might get stuck. 
Sometimes you might not end up, you know, in the city itself. You might have to stop somewhere else. Whatever can happen. So ultimately, it is Allah and Allah alone. This is the meaning of إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ We will worship none other than Allah. We will seek assistance from none other than Allah. And for as long as it does not go against the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're heading in the right direction. So my brothers and sisters, there are certain needs of ours that are that we would like to be fulfilled in a much more desperate, uh, should I say, fashion. Much more desperate nature of needs. For example, if the rain has stopped, or the rainy season has started and it has not yet come, it's delaying, and we, we know we like the plants, we like the water and so on, there is a type of assistance that I'm asking from Allah, but it is in the condition of desperation. So the difference is, one is I'm not so desperate, I'm asking... Isti'ana, to seek the help. And perhaps if it happened, alhamdulillah, if it did not happen, alhamdulillah. But something I'm so desperate for, that if it did not happen, it would really affect me to the degree that it would make life difficult for me. And this is known as al-istighatha. To seek the help of Allah at a time of desperation and at a time of need. The difference, one is isti'ana and one is istighatha. Isti'ana is to ask Allah's help. And istighatha is to ask his help at the time of desperation. So this is why rain is referred to as al-ghayth. Al-ghayth, when someone says, Allahumma aghithna, Oh Allah, help us. In, at this time when we are so desperate, we are actually talking about the rain, subhanallah. So it is owned by Allah and it is so unique. It is a gift of Allah that none can do without water, subhanallah. None of us can do without it. It's a gift of Allah. At the same time, if too much of it falls, it's a problem. If too little of it falls, it's a problem. If it falls in the wrong places, it's a problem. So let's take a look in the next few moments at some of the du'as, some of these callings of Muhammad when it came to rain. He also asked for rain. He went out to engage in something known as al-istisqa. Istisqa meaning to seek rain. And in that... Uh, or at the time when he was asking for rain, he stood up, he delivered a sermon, everyone was softened, he asked them to engage in tawbah and so on. Why tawbah? Why, why tawbah? Tawbah is because sometimes a person calls out to Allah and they continue calling out to Allah so sincerely, their hearts are softened, but they are not on the right page. They're on the wrong page. It's like when you're dialing the wrong number, you can have the best network, the best phone, with a lot of money in your phone, you know, prepaid, but you sorry, there's one small thing that you're dialing that's wrong. Something, the whole number made of 10 digits or 9 digits, everything is okay besides the last one. Instead of a zero, you're dialing a one. Subhanallah, the difference is small, but you didn't get through. This happens with our dua as well. Why? Because the hadith of Rasulullah explains quite clearly that they are, you know, a man who comes out to call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet his clothing is haram, his food is haram, his drink is haram. He has actually been, uh, you know, the nutrition that he, his consumption has been totally haram. How does he expect Allah to respond to him? May Allah forgive us. So firstly, we need to be on the right page. And how will we do that? By asking Allah's forgiveness. Oh Allah, forgive me. And this is a beautiful way of starting a dua. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, I've wronged. If there are particular items of a major nature, you ask for specific tawbah. Oh Allah, I did this. I, I'm wrong. I regret it. I will not do it again. And inshallah, you'll be forgiven. But that's the way to start your dua. Imagine if we did not have needs. Why would people feel the need to make tawbah? 
Why would people feel the need to develop a link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we didn't have a need? And this is why sometimes when we've been blessed with so much in the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides, you know what, if this person's forgotten me, one of the best ways of making him remember me once again is to remind him that I own what he's got. Let me take a little bit of that away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not test us with tests that are too difficult for us to pass. May He make us from those who are with Him even during days of ease so that He can be with us during our days of difficulty. He said He will definitely test us. May Allah make it easy for us. So it's important for us to engage in tawbah. Then the Prophet wasallam, if we take a look at what he said, Something amazing. He uses the term Allahumma aghithna. Oh Allah, we ask your ghaith. Oh Allah, grant us ghaith. Ghaith referring to rain, but also connected to the meaning of it, which means we are seeking your help at this time of desperation, desperate need. Please help us. Oh Allah. Allahumma aghithna. And the dua continues. Oh Allah, grant us beautiful rain that will be beneficial, that will result in produce, that will be uh, you know, a blessing to us, not the rain of punishment. Allahumma suqiya rahmatan la suqiya adab. Oh Allah, grant us rain that is the rain of mercy, not the rain that is the rain of punishment. Sometimes people get happy, they see clouds and they say, oh mashallah, the rains are coming. It's so hard and you have hailstones the size of golf balls. Subhanallah, they are falling in such a way that they damaged our property, our vehicles and so on. That would be difficult for us to digest. So it's important to ask Allah, oh Allah, yes, the ni'mah we are asking you, but we are asking you for the best of it. We want it in the right place. And this is why when the rain begins, the sunnah, the Prophet ﷺ used to also teach the dua and he used to say the dua, which is an automatic teaching. Oh Allah, let this rain fall at the, in the right places, not necessarily upon us directly. For example, if the farming land is 20 kilometers away from here, what's the point of the rain coming and falling on my rooftop? And I say, mashallah, it rained. And what happened in the farms? There's no rain. And sometimes you would notice, and I'm sure we've all noticed, you know, you cross from a suburb to another. And you see, but here it was pouring. And here it's totally dry. All, you know, the difference between the two was just a few meters. And that's it. That's Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so powerful that every droplet of rain has specific coordinates which it has been instructed with to drop exactly on that, that spot. Subhanallah. Droplet of rain. So it's not going to fall by mistake anywhere else. Rain doesn't make a mistake. It's just a creature of Allah that obeys. And subhanallah, there are angels that are... Uh, made in charge of the rain to ensure that it falls exactly where it is supposed to. And this is why, amazingly, look at the du'as of the Prophet ﷺ. You know, sometimes people are so weak and people have engaged in so much that they should not have been engaging in. And then they ask Allah for rain. One of the du'as of the Prophet ﷺ is, Oh Allah, grant rainfall to the animals, Ya Allah. Why would this be? This would be for a few reasons. One is, the animals obviously, they are part and parcel of the property of man. And you know, man has so much of benefit from animals, cattle and goats and sheep and everything else. So obviously, oh Allah, grant them rain so that they can also be uh, looked after and so on. They can grow and it can be a means of economic growth as well for us all. But at the same time, if we don't deserve the rain, oh Allah, at least the animals deserve the rain. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. That's a point that some do not consider. If we don't deserve the rain, Ya Allah, the animals, the other creatures of yours, Ya Allah, they deserve the rain. Imagine we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with so much of humility and humbleness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us beneficial rain. We've started off the season, but as you know, the rain is not as it is supposed to be. It's either too much 
you know, uh, which, which means something similar to a flash flood, or it, it has been delayed and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify that for us. Really, we cry for Allah and we ask Him for rain. I promise you, if we all were to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to repent to Allah and to ask Him for the rainfall, before we leave this place, it would start raining. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us beneficial rain. It has happened. It is reported in one of the Israeli riwayat, in one of the narrations of Banu Israel, that Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, he once came out to call for rain. A very important lesson that we learn from this. And he gathered all the people and he said, we're calling out for rain. And he was informed that, you know what? We are holding back the rain because of a certain man in your midst who has not repented. Subhanallah. Certain man who has not repented. So he made an announcement. He was an open man. You know, he didn't really fear. He, he said, look, the rain is coming, but we're asking Allah's forgiveness. One man amongst us is not genuine. Who are you? Can you identify yourself and perhaps leave so that we can be blessed with the rain? So what happened is a little while later, the man knew who he was. And, and he thought to himself, now if I identify myself, what a big exposure. I'm going to expose myself and it's going to be an embarrassment for me. And it's going to be something really big in my life that's negative. And at the same time, he says, well, I can ask Allah's forgiveness. So he asked Allah's forgiveness and he sought Allah's forgiveness in a sincere way. Oh Allah, I will never go back to my bad ways. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, forgive me, grant us rain. And suddenly the clouds started coming. And suddenly when the clouds came and the rain began, Musa alayhi salam is busy thinking, but nobody's identified themselves and the rain has started. So he, he asked, he says, so the rain has started, but the man has not identified himself. He was told that yes, you have now been granted rain because of the action of the same man whom we were holding the rain back because of. Because he did something, he asked for forgiveness and now the rain is coming. So Musa alayhi salam was so excited. He says, is it possible for us to know who this man is? Is it possible? Obviously, we now want to know who he is for the right reasons, basically. That this man here, Allah blessed the people with rain because of what this man did. So he was told, no. If we have covered him, if we have covered him while he was sinning, we will not expose him now that he has turned to us. Subhanallah, look at this. And this is a point of lesson for us all. One is to seek genuine forgiveness, you know, as an entire community, as an ummah, to seek forgiveness of Allah is something great. Every one of us should be asking Allah's forgiveness on a daily basis. But at the same time, what we need to know is a point of consolation. If you've turned to Allah, don't worry. Allah will ensure that what's happened in the past, He will take care of it. You think He's going to expose you now that you're a decent person to dig up all your past and so on. And if it is better for you that that happens, sometimes it may. But it's only if it were better for you. Allahu Akbar. Whatever Allah does is always better for us, even though we may not understand it. This is Allah. And this is Allah's system and plan. Man doesn't understand the tests of Allah. But sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us in such a unique way that we become so close to Him thereafter. Had we not had those issues in our lives, we perhaps would have been far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is, or these are some of the duas of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why... The Prophet ﷺ took the issue of rain very, very seriously. He did not 
take it lightly. It was a matter where the Sahaba radiallahu anhum used to be gathered slightly outside, you know, in one of the big fields on the outskirts of Al-Madin Al-Munawwara at the time. There is a masjid today, perhaps it is still there, known as Masjid Al-Ghamama. And that's where the Prophet ﷺ used to go out for Eid. And some narrations say that he used to go out to a similar place when it came to istisqa, when it came to asking Allah for rain, in order to show that, Oh Allah, we are totally dependent on you. It's you and you alone, Ya Allah. If you do not give us this rain, there is nobody who can give it to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us beneficial rain and may He make us from amongst those who learn a lesson. My brothers and sisters, these du'as of the Prophet ﷺ that he made, it's important for us to go through them. It's important for us to see what he has said because being a messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the main reasons that he would use these words would be to teach us the lesson and to ensure that we learn the wording and we learn how to call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It would be considered a point of, should I say, negativity if we were not taught how to call out to Allah by the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa But he called out every day and he taught us how to call. Like I said, the first thing we do, ask Allah's forgiveness. Then we are taught to send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Then we are taught to praise Allah. Praise Allah and express how weak we are and how powerful Allah is. And then you ask Allah what you want. Subhanallah. And when you are completed with that, you send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad once again. And you end your dua with your heart having been softened. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not such that, you know, we only worship Him during times of the day that suit us. No. We worship Allah and we are supposed to be worshiping Him throughout our lives. The whole day is supposed to be within the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just a few times when it suits us, we will do it. When it doesn't suit us, we don't mind, you know. And people actually say, don't worry man, Allah ghafoorur rahim. You might have heard that. Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. We've heard that a thousand times. Go do what you want, son. And it's alright, we'll sort it out later with Allah. It's not that type of relationship we're supposed to be having. No, it's a test from Allah. That might be your last moment. You don't treat Allah that way. Look at Muhammad Throughout the day, there was istighfar when he did not need it. It, it really fascinates me. It, um, it amazes me to look at the du'as of Rasulullah when he did not have certain weaknesses and he's asking Allah, Oh Allah, save me from this and save me from that. I give you an example. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-huzn. Oh Allah, I ask you to protect me from, uh, you know, perhaps we could call it stress and sadness. Allahu Akbar. Today, a lot of people are stressed. Did you know that the Prophet ﷺ had this dua, O oh Allah, safeguard me from stress and from sadness. Oh Allah, protect me from laziness, protect me from miserliness. Allahu Akbar. Oh, the hadith says, O oh Allah, safeguard me from debt overtaking me and from men overcoming me. You know, the enemy overcoming me. What debt? Allahu Akbar, what laziness, what stress are you talking about? It was a lesson for us all. How many of us can learn from the sunnah of Muhammad and ask Allah to protect us from stress and from sadness and from all forms of difficulty, from laziness, from stinginess, miserliness. Allahu Akbar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and may He grant us Jannah. May He make us from amongst those who earn in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. But the point of encouragement today is... 
Let us look at the dua of Muhammad Let us ask Allah for our needs. Let us ask him and him alone. Let us ask Allah's forgiveness. And let us go through these beautiful duas. There are so many booklets which record the duas of Rasulullah Let us take a keen interest and look at them. Wallahi, it's about time we took a keen interest in the deen. So many people are actually overtaking us in the interest that they have. If you visit any community across the globe, perhaps you would find that they are so keen in learning the Qur'an, they are keen in attending lessons and lectures, they have created environments that would encourage people to go and listen to a good talk, to go and benefit from anything that is beneficial in terms of religion, and to excel. What about us? Why are we lagging behind? May Allah safeguard us. May we be protected from the devil. May we be protected from the evil of our own souls. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Wa sallallahu wa sallama ala nabina Muhammad.